0: Yes, Lord, we recognise that your words to us are life and health. That they are light and truth. That they are full of joy. We pray that you would speak to us now. That we would see you as you are. That we would have that hope confirmed. That we will be like you. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. One of the topics that probably generates the most questions uh, has to be heaven and what it's like. Will we know each other? What age will we be when we're there? What will we do all day for all eternity? And maybe these are some of the questions that you have thought about as well and tried to to work out. But as Paul teaches about the resurrection of Jesus and, and what it means for us, he reckons that someone will be asking how it all works. Look at, at verse 35, and if you've already turned over in the service sheet, perhaps you turn back uh, to be able to follow along. Verse 35, but someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? That's the question we're thinking about today. What will our resurrection really look like when we are raised on the last day what will it feel like what kind of body will we have on that day now hopefully if you ask me a question about something i'll not follow paul's line here and say you foolish person as he says in verse 36 But why does Paul think this is such a silly question? Why would this be a foolish thing to ask? Well, the answer is all around us. As he answers the question, Paul takes us to the garden or to the farm and the idea of sowing and reaping. The way the world works, that the natural order of creation points us to how God's work of recreation will work, and there are two principles that Paul gives us in these opening verses. First of all, in verse thirty-six, dying brings life. Look at. At what he says after you foolish person. He says what you sow. Does not come to life. Unless it dies. To reap a harvest. You first have to sow. The seed. If you just keep the seed. Sitting on your kitchen table. Or keep it in the packet. Then it will never grow. It must die to live it's only when it is buried when it's planted in the ground that the seed will live and then spring uh, sorry that the seed will die and then spring into new life it's what jesus says in john chapter 12 unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies it remains alone but if it dies it bears much fruit dying brings new life sowing leads to growing so that's principle one dying brings new life but principle two in the next verse verse 37 is this the thing that grows isn't the same as what's sown or at least it's not exactly the same Everyone knows that if you plant apple seeds, you're not going to get pear trees. What's sown is what grows, but it's not exactly the same. It's uh, as we were thinking about with the children a few moments ago. If you look at a seed and then you look at the fruit, they're entirely different. And that's what Paul says there in verse 37. And what you sow is not the body that is to be, but a bare seed, perhaps of wheat or of some other grain. But when the seeds are planted, God gives them the body that He has chosen, each type of body unique and special and different. So imagine that you go to a garden centre. And they have some kind of um, pick and mix stand with all sorts of seeds. And you take one from each container and you hold them all in your hand. The seeds might all look the same, but the plants that grow would each be different. Imagine if everything in the universe only had one and the same type of body. Humans and animals and fish and birds, and they all had our body shape and they all had our skin. It would be a little bit strange eating chicken uh, that looked like you, wouldn't it? But Paul says look at the world around you.